Hey everybody, I'm Gary. And I'm Skylar. This is Nerds Inc. And uh, we're excited to bring another very intriguing topic to your ears today. How are you feeling today, Skylar? You know, I'm feeling really good, man. Uh, Kind of continuing the trend from last week's episode, episode two. We're getting really excited for what's coming up in 2023. Uh, We're looking at now, instead of the top five most anticipated movies, we're looking mm-hmm. at the top five most anticipated TV shows, at least our opinion, right? Our top right. five most anticipated TV shows. Yeah, I'm excited for that as well. Um, this one honestly was a little bit easier than the movies, it, which is kind of funny, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of returning shows that we both enjoy and some new ones. Too. Yeah, exactly. That's I think that's the thing that has me excited, uh, probably the returning shows. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect to have five shows on my list, but um, I do. Most of them are returning shows, but there is one new show that's coming out this year that I'm excited for. Okay. See, I'm curious to know which one it is because there's a few. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. Um, I feel like, you know, um, but I'll go ahead and jump off my list. Um, I'm going to start with one that I don't believe you watch. Um, but it's kind of a pastime for me. And this show is ending. So it's kind of like bittersweet, but at the same time, it's like, I say this all the time, the show has me in a chokehold. It has has me with Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> uh, because it's like a bad show, but I can't stop watching it. Um, and it's The Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming to an end after nine seasons, uh, has 13 episodes this final season and uh it's set to premiere on the 8th of february um so it's coming up pretty soon and um the thing that has me i guess the most excited for this show um this season is you know not only the the guest stars they're going to bring back for this final season not only the uh storyline that they're set to do they're going to be introducing red death from the comics um which for those who don't know red death was brought in through the um dark knight's metal storyline where essentially there was this uh universe or multiverse that was the exact opposite of our universe um and it's in its infinitude and multitude but in one version of this dark multiverse um is all of batman's worst nightmares And one of them is Batman uh, taking the Flash, strapping him to his car so he can enter the Speed Force. And he becomes (laughs) an evil version of the Flash because of that. That is Um, the most Batman thing I've ever heard of. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's it's hilarious. But at the same time, like like looking at the storyline and reading it is so intriguing. Uh, If you all haven't read Dark Knight's Metal, I highly recommend it. It's such a good... Uh, event um, and really very uh, intriguing but they're going to be bringing red death into it uh, the first five episodes so that that has me intrigued um, and I'm kind of happy to cut to see the flash end which is kind of I don't know if that's a bad thing <laughs> to say <laughs> um, I think it's yeah it's a fair statement it's a fair statement for sure. You know how I feel about The Flash. Uh, I was a big fan of the first, I want to say, two, three seasons. 
and I, I did kind of fall off with it. I know I was kind of watching it back when it was coming direct to Netflix. Yeah. And so uh, once they moved it off of that and it was before, you know, HBO max became its thing, I kind of fell out of some of the seasons, but from what I was hearing from you and just from around um, it looked and sounded like it got significantly worse as each season progressed. So I don't feel like I missed a whole lot, but I don't you know. I, miss anything. I might have to go back one day and, and see what I missed. I, I, I can't lie. There are some cool moments in, um, seasons five through eight um and i would say if you do go watch anything um i would say go watch season six episodes one through eight which is just before they get to um crisis on infinite earths that is in my opinion some of the best uh episodes of the flash uh to date um but yeah i'm excited for that um to see everything unfold. And it's funny, we get the end of the Flash TV series and we finally get the Flash movie coming out after oh about eight years. <laughs> eight years and a million controversies. <sighs> Jeez, don't get started on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the next show that I'm excited for, um, and I'm going to jump off of the CW for a second, and I'm going to go to Disney+. Plus. Um, but Mandalorian in season three. Uh, set to come out at least from what I saw March 1st um, that's exciting for me I love the Mandalorian and I think I've gone I will at least go on record now but I believe I've gone on record before by saying uh, Mandalorian was really what got me into Star Wars um, I watched Mandalorian first before I went and watched any of the movies and that's what made me become a lover of Star Wars like I am now. Wow, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, um, I think uh, Mandalorian came out like shortly after or before um, The Rise of Skywalker. And um, no, it came out shortly after. Um, mm-hmm. I went and saw Rise of Skywalker in theaters with a friend. And he and I were like, eh, it was all right. But it wasn't until I watched Mandalorian when I actually went back and watched all the other movies. Hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know much about what they're going to do or focus on with Mandalorian season three. And I like going into Mandalorian kind of blind Mm -hmm. because that that keeps me more intrigued because I didn't expect anything of what we got in season two. And I thought season two was phenomenal. What did you think? No, exactly. No, season two, I didn't know how they were going to top season one, but they did. Right. Uh, they kept building on that relationship uh, between him and Grogu. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just really special. Like it, it, it kind of makes you love all of those stories where there's kind of like the, the little child sidekick. It, you kind of get Batman vibes, but they've done it in right. video games too. They've done it with, <laughs> you know, the God of War remakes uh, for the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just something compelling about like, like, hey, I'm here to protect you. We're a family guardian right. you know it's it's special that that's social commentary for what we lack in uh society today but exactly. we'll save that for another day <laughs> um so what i'm gonna do next uh my third most anticipated uh show and i will say like my list is going from least uh anticipating to most anticipating so my last one is gonna be the one i'm like the most anxious for um, but the next one is actually the show that's going to be new coming out on Disney Plus, and that's Secret Invasion. Hmm. Um, that's set to come out 
Uh, from what I understand, sometime within the next few months, um, if not beginning of the summer, uh, probably around in the spring. But um, this has me excited just because it gives me Winter Soldier vibes. And Winter Soldier is probably my most favorite Marvel movie. That's a solo outing. And so with that, with uh, Sam Jackson in it um, and everything that they're set to do with this story, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm giddy. No, and that's a good choice. And I, I don't really know much about it. I don't, I don't think, have they released a trailer for it yet? Uh, they did release a trailer last year. It was like uh, around D23, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of like just, it seemed like a 30 second sizzle reel type thing. Gotcha. Um, they're from what I was able to see with that, they're loosely ad- adapting the comic, um, which is weird though that they're going that route because of how they handle the scrolls and Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of a breakdown as to like what the se- uh, secret invasion storyline was in the comics. The scrolls um, were coming to Earth to uh, infiltrate, take over, and event- infiltrate destabilize and eventually take over the governments and structures of the earth so that they can set up their own little world. Um, wow. It didn't happen. Um, <laughs> thanks to like Iron Man, Sam, ja- uh, not Sam Jackson, but uh, Nick Fury. And um, I want to say it was uh, Mr. Fantastic uh, Reed, but they all kind of like came together and worked out a way to drive them out. Um, it was a very fun and exhilarating uh, story i enjoyed it um but i don't understand how they could do even a loose loosely based story on that with mm-hmm. what they did in captain marvel because in that movie they made the scrolls to be the good guys they made the scrolls to be friends of earth and they even i guess really doubled down on that when they um when they did spider-man far from home because they had uh, Talos and his uh, counterpart take over for Maria Hill and Nick Fury for a brief time while he was in space. So it's like, I don't know what they're doing with that. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of the theories I've heard about it is that um, there's like a rogue faction of the scrolls that have taken over or that are trying to infiltrate. And that's what the whole plot line is about. If they do that, that'll be interesting. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's one I'm I'm much more interested about just because I don't know how they're going to go about handling the storyline more so than anything. But right. also that's that the the vibes that I get just I love a good uh thriller. I love a good thriller. Especially like a spy thriller and that definitely seems like it falls in that category. Yeah, definitely. That's that's exactly what it, what it uh feels like. Very cool. All right, number 4. Uh Staying on the Disney Plus, Loki season two. Um, dude, I mean Loki is probably my no, not even probably. Loki is my second favorite uh, Marvel Disney Plus show. So there's no uh, there's no doubt I was going to be at least mildly excited. But the thing that has me most excited about it, just thinking about it, is the fact that it comes out after Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So like with that being the case, with the fact that 
Loki basically set everything into effect for what's going to happen uh, with this multiverse saga. Seeing how they handle whatever they do with Kang and Ant-Man and the Watch Quantumania and how that's going to trickle into Loki has me intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Good not choice. much else really to say about Loki season two. I'm just excited uh, for that. Honestly, I don't even know where they could possibly take his story, but I didn't. I said the mm-hmm. same thing about the first season, and they didn't <laughs> on, so good choice. Right. Um, but my final and most ex- anticipated show coming out in 2023 uh, comes out on March 14th. It is Superman and Lois season three. <laughs> um, behind, no, can't even say behind. But tied with Stargirl, Superman and Lois is probably is definitely my two favorite shows that have come out in the last few years. Um, just because of what they've done with this show, it has so much heart. Um, it perfectly captures who Superman is, perfectly captures who Clark uh, Clark Kent and who Lois Lane is, um, and changes up their history and uh, myth- uh, mythology a lot. But it works so well. In the comics, you know, Superman and Lois, they have a child. They have just a child. They have John Kent. But in this show, they give him two sons, John and Jonathan, or Jonathan and uh, Jordan. And then not only do they change up that, but they also don't give John the powers. They give it to Jordan. Um, And it just works so well. They're dynamic. Everyone on the show has great chemistry. Um, The lead or one of the sons... Uh, for the show actually left the show due to a mental uh, issue, mental health issue. Mm -hmm. And so they had to recast like just before they started filming. So I'm, I'm intrigued really to see how they handle uh, that change in the dynamic. But um, yeah, they're also going to be introducing Intergang and Bruno Mannheim, which is interesting because for those who don't know in the comics, Bruno Mannheim, and Intergang have a direct connection to Darkseid. Now, I don't think they're going to bring Darkseid to the CW show Superman and Lois. It wouldn't be the first time that Darkseid has been brought to a CW show because he was in uh, Smallville season 10, I believe. But I don't think they're going to do that with, uh, with him at this point. But that's just an interesting little tidbit that I wanted to throw out there as to another reason why I'm excited for this. So, yeah, that's my list. Uh, what are your thoughts? Very nice. No, I liked it. I think some of them I probably could have predicted. Uh, good choices. <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised you didn't mention X-Men 97. I thought that was going to be on there for sure. <laughs> it was almost on there, bro. I promise you. I was Because I'm excited for the show. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that has me concerned um, with that one and why, it's, why it wasn't on my list um, was – I don't know if they can recapture the magic mm-hmm. of what made the original X-Men animated series so good. Mm-hmm. Plus they already took out Professor X. Um, they're making Magneto the leader of the X-Men at, at this point. So that kind of made me a little hesitant, but I am cautiously uh, anticipating that show. 
As we all are, for sure. No, but that's awesome. Um, no, I like your list. I think we actually do have one or two that are similar or okay. that are on also my list, which you will find out. Um, nice. Yeah, no, it's exciting. Uh, it's a great year for TV shows. Um, mm-hmm. I know when you and I were kind of discussing this idea uh, for today's episode, uh, we even mentioned that it actually seemed easier than doing the top five movies because there's mm-hmm. so many movies, so many TV shows but there's something very comforting in choosing a TV show, especially if you're, you know, on to season two, three, four, um, that makes it like an immediate, like, Oh, that's gotta be on the list. So it's good. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the thing that's most intriguing or easy about doing the TV series list is you already have your niche, you know, even with like new shows, you know, okay, this fits my, my niche. It fits what I typically like to watch already. Mm-hmm. so you know what you don't you may not know what to expect but you know that you're going to at least tune into it and give it a chance with the movies although you know you may have some that you know may fit your niche or may intrigue you that um change in the dynamic and how they uh, make those movies and things of that nature can often make you especially with the fact you have to go to the theaters, make you a little less excited for those. Right. Right. All right. So excited for your list though. Yes, here we go. We're going to jump right into it. (laughs) So, uh, yes. So my top five uh, most anticipated TV shows, um, mine are in no particular order, very similar to my top five movies uh, that I'm looking forward to. It's not in a particular order as far as release date or what I'm most looking forward to simply because Mm -hmm. I'm just a huge avid fan of all of these shows that I'm going to mention. Uh, Some of them, uh, or at least one of them is, is new that I'm really excited to see, or no, two of them are new. Um, so yeah, we're going to jump right in. Nice. Uh, my number one that I listed and I actually listed it as number one simply because it's also debuting, uh, on January 15th. Uh, so obviously this episode is going to drop after that. Uh, we're recording beforehand, but I'm really excited for the last of us on HBO. Mm, I forgot about that show. Yes. Dropping this January. Uh, very excited to see it. Uh, Pedro Pascal, uh, as, uh, Joel. Um, and then we have Bella Ramsey, which, uh, for mm-hmm. those uh, that, uh, may recognize Bella Ramsey, uh, she was, um, Liana Mormont in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and she was an amazing character, a little side character with all that all that spunk and firepower. But she's playing Ellie, so I just I was kind of um, questioning the casting at first, but then mm-hmm. I, I kind of watched back through some of those Game of Thrones episodes, and I realized no, Bella Ramsey is absolutely going to play a great Ellie. Um, have a lot of faith in that. And then anything Pedro Pascal is in, I love and right. have to see. So I'm very excited for this show. I was a big fan of the games. Um, Nick Offerman is also in it randomly. So <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just, it's got a, a pretty stellar cast from what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the fact that the producers have already said that they don't plan on diverting from what's already been established in the games. They plan on mm-hmm. kind of doing it. Uh, season by season or episode by episode exactly what we see in the games and not like expanding upon those stories which I think is quite fascinating so I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing how that develops but um, if you haven't played the games uh, highly recommend it the first one within the first five minutes it hits you right in the feels uh, very emotional impactful and I know uh, it's going to be a special series I actually have never played those games 
Uh, Highly recommend it. Uh, by Na- if you have it. Yeah, I think it, it is by Naughty Dog, uh, a PlayStation exclusive and mm-hmm. quite amazing. All right. Uh, moving on to my number two most anticipated TV show of 2023. Uh, and this one is also coming out fairly soon. It's uh, February 9th is when part one releases. And this is You, season four. Ah, so I didn't know you watched this. I did. I'm a big fan of You. Uh, it's one of the, the few, or I shouldn't say few because I do enjoy a lot of Netflix shows. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those Netflix shows that like, I really didn't know what to expect going into season one. I just knew it was like, you know, stalker, creepy guy who turns yeah. out to be a serial killer. Um, but I think what's so compelling about this show that I really enjoy is the main character's inner monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the main character is Joe and uh, played by Penn Badgley. And yeah. he's so great. I know he's from Gossip Girl and a lot of people know him from that. Uh, I did not uh, watch Gossip Girl, so I can't attest to it. All I know is that he kills this role and his inner monologue to me is very reminiscent of Kevin Spacey's inner monologue uh, for House of Cards, another Netflix mm. show. Yeah. Uh, but we won't talk about Kevin Spacey anymore. I know he's <laughs> Um, but it has that same kind of like twisted, very humorous uh, inner monologue where, you know, he's saying everything that he's thinking. Um, he says some some really compelling things, too, where um, it's just one of those few shows where you end up like cheering for him. And he turns out to be this serial killer who obsesses over women every season and stalks them and, you know, murders their their friends and their family and like basically anybody who gets in between them and him uh he's like no you're mine and he gets very possessive so it's very toxic um i'm, I'm certainly not advocating uh for anyone to <laughs> romanticize the character of joe however he is a very very compelling character and mm. the show has so many good twists and turns and i can't believe we're already on to season four uh season three i really enjoyed um, cause it was kind of set in suburbia. So I know this mm. one, he's pursuing his great love that he met in season four, uh, with the actress, uh, uh Tati Gabrielle, uh, okay. playing Marianne. Uh, so he's following Marianne across the pond, uh, where he has been, uh, in California in season three. And, oh, at least I believe that he's in suburbia, California, and he's mm. going all the way to London for part one. Uh, of the season and it looks like part two is going to be released on March 10th. And that is going to be set in France and Paris. Ooh. So we get to see uh, two different parts to this season in two different parts of Europe. Uh, very exciting stuff. That is exciting. Um, this is a, a show that I actually have never watched. Um, I added it to my watch list late last year or early last year. can't remember which one, but I just never got around to watching it. So I might have to uh, once part two of season four drop, I might have to watch that. I know you want to binge it all at once. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, good, good choice. Uh, but no, great show. Really excited for that to drop. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's creepy Joe all over again. All right. Moving on to my number three. I also have the Mandalorian season three, which it's crazy. When, of course, when I was creating my list, yeah, I definitely forgot that there wasn't already a season three because I, I do kind of count the book of Boba Fett as his season three, if we're being honest. <laughs> Same. I, did. I, was like, I oh, initially wait, put it down to season four. Right. And no, because it makes sense, because if anyone has seen the book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus, uh, you'll know that the two best episodes of that entire season mm-hmm. and show uh, feature the Mandalorian exclusively. 
he t- yeah. definitely uh, steals that show from Boba Fett very quickly. Um, <laughs> very quickly. And very compelling. But uh, no, also excited for season three. I don't know really what's to come. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just excited. Give me anything Mando, uh, mm-hmm. Din. Uh, give me some Din. Give me some Grogu on an adventure across the galaxy. Love yeah. to see it. Um, you know, he has the dark saber now. Uh, so it's just going to be exciting. And I mean, I love anything Star Wars related, but this show especially has done so right. well. And I think it has brought back the fan base that are fans of the original trilogy that maybe didn't like the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. Excited to see where they take it. Yeah. Something I forgot to mention when I was talking about it earlier, um, they're supposedly bringing back that entire uh, faction of Mandalorians uh, that um, didn't wear their helmets in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has me excited because I loved that interaction that they had with uh, Din during the latter part of season two, um, and mm-hmm. it just made it a little bit more intriguing. So, yeah, that that just instantly made it a little bit more exciting for me to um, to start to watch when it comes out. Good choice, good choice. All right, and for my fourth show, I believe this is my fourth. Yes, my my fourth yeah. show, most anticipated show of 2023 uh this is a show that i actually started binging uh during uh the the pandemic during the lockdown um and i got really into it right as season three was dropping and this is succession which is another yeah also on hbo max uh season season four is coming out this year um let me see here. I do not have a date. So no, I do not know the date that it drops, but it is coming out this year, I believe over the summer. Um, But it's such a good show. It's, it's a very uh, political um, uh, chess piece type of drama where it's simply about the Roy family. uh, For Mm -hmm. those that are not familiar, Uh, I won't spoil too much of it, but highly recommend it. Um, It's about the Roy family, which is loosely based off of the uh, like Rupert Murdoch and his family, the the media moguls who uh, who control Fox News and several other news uh, corporations across the world. And so it's about this type of family in the same vein uh, that are billionaires and they're all vying for control because their father, uh, who is the patriarch, is in his 80s. He's old. Uh, He's ready to step down in season one, but then kind of chaos ensues and we see that he's actually, um, you know, power hungry and doesn't want to relinquish his power to any of his children. And what's been really interesting to see is that each season of this show, um, he has uh, three children and each season or no, four children, I should say, each season of the show, you kind of see him kind of fall into good graces with one of the kids and he might hint at who's going to take over. And then at the end of the season, he's like, no, it's not going to be you. And so it's it's very much like uh, a really um, compelling political drama and it's written so well. It's acted by honestly, some of the best actors um, right now, at least in my opinion, on television, you have uh, Nicholas Braun, Brian Cox, Kieran Cullen, which is Macaulay Culkin's brother is surprisingly Mm. really good in that show. Um, And then also Jeremy Strong, uh, and Brian Cox. And you'll recognize Brian Cox, uh, Gary, uh, from X2. He played uh, Stryker. That name sounded familiar. Mm-hmm. And he's he's a great, great um, uh, Scottish actor. Uh, and 
he and Jeremy Strong have both like swept the Emmys almost every single year with this show with how good they are. And I mean, the cast itself has won the Emmy for like um, best ensemble uh, multiple mm-hmm. years in a row. So the cast, like it, it, even though there's so many great individual performances, it's such a great character driven show that the entire ensemble is amazing. That just moved up on my uh, to watch list now. <laughs> Highly recommend. Very great great show so i'm excited for season four and that's actually supposed to be dropping this spring nice and then my fifth and final one i'll be completely honest i cheated a little bit my fifth and fifth and final most anticipated show uh is is a tie it's it's a a 5a and 5b okay i'll take it i'll take it thank you i could not (laughs) choose between these two for the fifth so they get they get the tie and so i'll, I'll kind of quickly go through them uh it's the witcher season three mm. which i'm really excited for uh not just because it is henry cavill's last outing as um uh gerard uh well actually is it gerard i'm butchering his name uh, yes it's gerald <laughs> gerald i yeah. should know this name gerald <laughs> um but it's his last outing as the character. Uh, of course, we all know the the scandal, or I guess it, I guess we could call it a scandal. But where he was going to step down from the role uh, mm-hmm. to go after uh, the Superman role uh, that he originally agreed to before James Gunn and Peter Safran took over DC, and now he cannot go back, even though he's no longer playing Superman. So it's sad to see. I'm very sad to see Henry Cavill go because I think he's perfect for this role, just like yeah. he was for Superman. Um, but regardless, I'm going to watch the show. I'm excited for season three to see where they take it um, as he continues uh, training his young ward in the show. And I, I never read the books. I never played the games, but I'm just a mm. big fan of this show. Uh, and I know there's a lot of lore behind it. And I will read the books eventually for my yeah. our, our listeners who do read the books. And they're like, how could you? I promise I'll read them one day. Same. One day. One day. We'll get there. <laughs> And uh, for my 5B, and once again, I know this is cheating, but this is a new show coming to Disney Plus that I'm really excited for. And this is Ahsoka on Disney Plus. I'm not even going to lie. I forgot about that show. I (laughs) thought it was coming out next year. Right? It's dropping this year. Um, I don't believe it actually even has like a release, like an official. Actually, no, it does. It's actually releasing in March, March 12th. (sighs) So cool. So, so so releasing on March 12th, but you have Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka Tano, mm-hmm. um, and it has a Mary Elizabeth Weinstead is in it. Uh, Hayden Christensen is returning as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Okay. Um, just really excited for this show. Um, I love the character of Ahsoka in Star Wars and in mm-hmm. the Clone Wars, and just to like see her journey going from clone wars to, you know, we got to see her of course and Mandalorian season two. And I'm really excited because I think every fan of Ahsoka casted Rosario Dawson for the role. And mm-hmm. the fact that she was then casted by Lucasfilm and Disney, yeah. uh, she was so perfect. It was like the best fan casting you could ask for and almost fan service, but you know, we're not complaining about it. At all. Um, she's perfect for the role. I'm excited to see uh, where they go because I know it's supposed to be set. Um, in the same time period as the Mandalorian. So it's not a prequel. It is continuing um, in that, that period in between return of the Jedi and the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to see her hopefully interact with, with Vader and, and maybe some flashbacks with Anakin. So anytime you kind of bring that worlds uh, onto Disney plus, I got to see it. So I'm excited for it. 
Um, so that is my 5B and my top five most anticipated movies of 2023. I love your list, man. I love your list. Uh, two it. comments I do have to make. One, anytime Star Wars does anything where they build a story after uh, the original trilogy, but just before the sequels, is always going to be good in my opinion because mm-hmm. we don't know what happened in that time frame. Exactly. Um, and although the prequels are good to the original trilogy, I don't want to see anything prior to the rebellion. Like, I, I'm tired of that. We already know where that's. We already know where that was headed. Mm-hmm. I want to see what happens after. You know. So that has me excited. Um, I can't believe I didn't know or forgot that that show was coming out this year. <laughs> In two months, to be exact. Literally, uh, I'm gonna be glued to my TV for that for sure. Yes. Um, and then on the on the Witcher, um, that was one I added to my list um, summer of last year because I heard about how good it was and I heard about the season three coming out. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was just before Black Adam came out um, when I heard about Henry Cavill stepping down. Now, I heard he was stepping down because um, him and the producers had a difference in opinion on how the show was set to go mm-hmm. because... He, um, from what I heard in the report was the uh, producers wanted to stray away from the books and Henry Cavill was like, no, I want us to be accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, honestly, I think it may be a mixture of him wanting to do Superman as well as uh, staying away from, or the issue with them wanting to stray away from the books. Right. Yeah. It was definitely, I think a combination of both. That's a good point. Um, yeah. I mean, cause he, I, I remember seeing some of the behind the scenes of uh, season two and I mean, he, he was coming to set like with the books in his hand. Like he, he read them all obviously way before he was ever cast as Gerald right. and he was coming to set like quoting stuff from the book that like the script writers didn't even know the cast. Didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what we love about Henry Cavill is that he's the ultimate nerd. Yes. Uh, he does his research. He's a gamer. He loves comics. He loves novels. Um, and, you know, obviously um, he is a, a talented action star. So mm-hmm. we love him in anything we see him in. And um, I'm sad to see him go, but looking forward to that final season. Definitely. Uh, Henry Cavill is a bigger nerd than us. Uh, we, might just need to see we, <laughs> we might need to see if we can get him on the podcast one day. You know, one day <laughs> that is the goal. Um, I'm sure our listeners would appreciate that. Right. Well, Skylar, uh, this has been another great episode. Uh, I've enjoyed doing this with you as usual. Um, but before we end this, um, we are currently recording this on a very special day. And although this is going to be released uh, multiple days after, uh, if you all can leave a comment or send us or send Skylar a message uh, saying happy birthday. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated because today is his birthday and I want to say happy birthday to my brother, to my friend. Um, It has been great knowing you for this long and I look forward to everything that's going to happen in the future for us. I really appreciate that, man. And and to all of you listening, uh, we appreciate you guys. Um, Like Gary said, um, you don't know how much 
uh, your feedback means to us. We appreciate it. You know, we're doing this podcast uh, because we, we appreciate these, these conversations and coming up with ideas every week and just kind of sitting here, talking shop, talking about what we're passionate about, what we're looking forward to. And, and um, so if you can leave us a review, uh, leave us a rating, uh, however you're listening to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. And that would be my birthday request to all of you, if you can do that. <laughs> Perfect. Well, this has been Nerds Inc. I'm Gary. And I'm Skyler. You all have a great one. <laughs>